This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. We're going to suspend disbelief for this next segment, and I want to hear from you if you've ever encountered a beneficial or happy event by chance, one that's left any kind of positive impact on your life. This is called serendipity, and if you've experienced it, we want to hear your story. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. Here to get the conversation going is author and keynote speaker Nina Spencer and friend to Zoomer Radio. Nina, welcome back. Oh, thanks so much. Lovely to be here. You are a believer in serendipity. I am. I've got tons of stories about it. Everybody must. I don't think it's just me. Okay, tell us why you personally. Well, for me, um, you know, there's a line in in the Beatles song, uh, All You Need Is Love. Uh, and, and it says, there isn't anywhere that you can be that isn't where you're meant to be. It's easy, right? And then the rest of the song starts. Um, that kind of refutes the idea of serendipity, but I still think that most people really are gobsmacked. I love that word, gobsmacked, when something bizarrely coincidental happens where you think to yourself, if I saw it in a movie, there's no way I would believe this, but yet it, it happened to you, it happened to me. So shall I tell you a story? Yes, right? I'd love to hear your story. Well, here's one that, you know, we'll pull a heartstring for you. The, uh, my mother came to Canada from the, from England in 1953. Her daughter, or not her daughter, her sister was 11. And she knew that it was going to be a crushing blow to say, you know, your big sister is going across the ocean and she's never coming back. So, uh, she had to break it to her gently, like Burton Cummings would say. Um, and she took her on a day trip to Windsor. And they had a beautiful day, a picnic and so on. And they walked across this gorgeous footbridge that spans the Thames between Windsor and Eton. And it was on that footbridge that she told my auntie that she was going away and not coming back, moving to Canada. Uh, and my aunt said, after my mom died in the 1990s, um, and I met my aunt for the first time, she said that uh, it was very a poignant moment for her. So when I met her and I went to England, I said, take me to that bridge. I want to, I want to see that spot. And so we went there and it was very quiet and we got very solemn and all of a sudden uh, a boat goes underneath the bridge and the man on the boat is waving away. He's, he's the skipper and he's thrilled to, to see someone on the, on the top of the bridge. And so we wave back and the boat goes underneath the bridge. And as it's sailing off, to the other side, the back of the boat has my mother's name on it. No. And my mother's <laughs> name is really rare. It's Beryl, B-E-R-Y-L. Right. And we couldn't believe it. And so there we were all kind of sad and glum. And all of a sudden we realized 
there's no need. She's there. She's yeah. here, right there with us. What are the odds of that happening? And it, it's just so much more fun to go with that serendipitous occasion rather than yeah. just to say, oh, it's just a coincidence. Well, there you are. That's like a gobsmacking moment, a godsmacking the universe, whatever you want to say. Yeah. I, I just think it's beautiful serendipity. I call those goosebump moments. Goosebump moments. Oh, yes. Love it. Yes. Right? And of course, the definition, if you go to the, to the, uh, um, dictionary there's a couple of different ones uh the faculty of making happy and unexpected discoveries or or how about this one the effect by which one accidentally discovers something fortunate while especially looking for something else entirely so we do that sometimes you go looking for something and then you get something else instead right and it's better it's more wondrous or the i often say if i'm i'm thinking about purchasing something or you know I don't know, wanting to add something to my garden, but I'm not thinking about it in that moment. All yes. of a sudden it appears. That's right. That's when you're not looking that it shows up, right? Absolutely. <laughs> if you don't look too hard. Yeah. Right? And of course, historically, there are, are uh, serendipitous moments like uh, uh, the discovery of penicillin, for example. Alexander Fleming went away on vacation and had some bacteria cultures, forgot to clean the dishes properly. They ended up getting mold in them, but the bacteria were dead, and hence we ended up with penicillin. Yeah. Right? So these kinds of things happen to us all the time, especially if if you're aware of it. I use that expression about uh, fish in the, in the water. You know that old cliche about fish asking, what is water? And then you say, well, you're swimming in it. <laughs> you're swimming in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I believe that there are more serendipitous opportunities out there for all of us to experience if we kind of set ourselves up for it a little bit more. I know it kind of takes the accidental out of it if you're setting yourself up for it. Nevertheless, I think that there are things that any one of us can do to make ourselves more open to it, open to the idea. Do you have any other examples? I know you do because you sent me an email ahead of time and I want to make sure you share them with my friends here. Well, this is uh, a funny one with a classic hits kind of vibe to it as well. Before I became a dedicated and loyal listener exclusively to Zoomer Radio, and that was about five years ago, I um, used to listen to another station that played classic hits. Now, they, they've gone all sports now, and that's when I went up and down the dial looking for a new home. And lo and behold, I found you beautiful people. Um, but at the time, I noticed they were starting to play a different program list. And it wasn't one that I was liking very much. And so eventually, after days of saying, I'm going to call in and complain. So I finally did call in and very politely, uh, I expressed my displeasure with the fact that they were changing the kind of music that they were playing, because they were just tweaking it and fiddling around with it. And it wasn't what I wanted. Uh, at the end of that conversation, he asked me what I did for a living, and I shared, well, I'm a motivational speaker, speak at conferences, and uh, writer, and so on. I ended up, at the end of that conversation, with a two-year gig <laughs> being the Monday morning motivational uh, speaker, you know, tidbits of right. information from um, 10 to 9 until 9 o'clock in the morning. I had... That was the farthest thing. I was just calling as a citizen, as a, as a listener. Yeah. I ended up with a radio opportunity. So this is part of what you're saying about setting yourself up for serendipity. That yes. would be a classic example of well, that. Sure, because one of the things I think that we can do to set ourselves up is to be willing to, you know, put yourself out there a bit. 
to uh, self-disclose, share information, be the first one to speak up. Another example of just that, uh, one Sunday afternoon in the grocery store, uh, no, it was in, there was a garden center at the grocery store, and I should have been doing my work. I had a PowerPoint to create, but it was Sunday, it was beautiful, and I thought, I want to plant flowers instead, I'll do my work later in the night. So I went to the store, I got my flowers, I packed them in my car, this woman was packing her flowers in her car as well, and I... I looked over at her and I said, well, I can see what you and I are going to be doing this afternoon. And she laughed and she said, yeah, I should be doing something else. I said, me too. I should be doing a PowerPoint. Well, what do you do for a living? So I told her, how about you? She was the executive director of an association and serendipitously that very week, she was beginning her search for a conference keynote speaker for her event. And who got the job? You got the job. (laughs) So those kinds of funny things happen all the time. So how do you know to when you should respond to the possibility of serendipity? Because that same day, you could make the argument that you were procrastinating, right? I was, right. (laughs) Well, again, I just... I guess I'm just a bit of a friendly person. I like to walk down the street and say good morning to people and and uh, what a beautiful day or whatever. I know that that's part of the way I'm wired. And I know that people are wired differently, perhaps a little bit more formal, more reserved. So for me, it's just a matter of if I... If I put my flowers in my car and she put her flowers in her car and and I didn't start... Perhaps she wouldn't have either. Right. So I really do think that it behooves each one of us to try a little harder to be friendly. To, to connect. To connect. Yes. And and not obnoxiously reach out or inappropriately share information, but pick your pick your moments. But if your instinct tells you, then go with it. You know, don't get in your way or have a little yap yap voice in your head that says, Oh, I'm not gonna say anything. Well, maybe speak up. Right. You know, it's it's interesting when we're leading a busy lifestyle and we only have set aside a certain amount of time for errands and we've had our full work day and we have to get home and we have to make dinner, we're probably less likely to engage in other people because we're on a timeline. That's right. And it's interesting, you know, but it is, it's a lesson to all of us. It's like what you're just saying right now. Uh, my sister-in-law is newly retired and she says all of a sudden she's having all these conversations with people that she wouldn't have had before because she was always in a rush. Mm-hmm. So again, opening your up to talking about different things with new people and having those experiences and not looking at your watch and, and, and just letting life come to you. Absolutely. And so therefore, there are things that you can do. So the idea of, well, if I'm going to set myself up for serendipity, does that mean that um, <clears throat> I'm taking the, uh, the accidentalness out of it? No, I just think that there are things that you can do. So one of them is just what you're alluding to with your sister, with sister sister in law. Yeah. Um, calm down a little bit, relax, take the time to be quiet, find a time to be quiet each and every day, even if it's while you eat your breakfast or near the end of the day, just to give your brain enough time to soak in what's around you, you may be missing opportunities because you're always so on point, so on purpose. So if you can decompress a little bit, uh, you may end up finding that it gloms onto you. Judy in Stouffville is on the line. Hi, Judy. Oh, hello. 
good afternoon. I'm so happy that you I could talk to you. Um, I was Nina's public school teacher. No, you were not. <laughs> and the interesting thing is, I did not know that she was going to be on today. She hadn't told me. And I happened to turn on my Instagram. And guess what? It tells me that she's going to be on your show at 1230. Yes. And, I mean, talk about serendipity. I had to phone immediately. Oh, that's great. And so you've known each other for 50-some years. That's yes. Well, yes. Right? Yeah, I was only two years old at the time. That's right. <laughs> we all were. <laughs> Nina, what do you remember about well, Judy? Judy and I have this a beautiful serendipity story. You know, I'll have to get through it without crying. But um, in night. Oh my gosh, about 1999. Yes, 1999. I happened to drive by my high school, which was the high school that just went on fire a couple of weeks oh, back. Yeah, right. We, you, you, you emailed right. me about that's that. That's right. Yeah. And uh, York Memorial Collegiate. And I saw that there was a, a farewell to a teacher that had passed away banner out front. And it made me sad to think that a teacher that I had loved so much had passed. And then I started to think about other teachers that were truly so special. And so, of course, Judy was my absolute favorite all-time teacher. And so I called my public school and said I wanted to uh, reach out to her. And they protected her privacy. And they said, well, if she wants to reach out to you, she will, but we can get a message to her. Mm -hmm. And what happened, Judy? Uh, my mother called me and said, I've been uh, called by the Board of Education and one of your students is looking for you and can we give out this number? And we got in touch immediately. And we've been, we went to lunch and we've been the best of friends ever since. Yeah, it's been so. wonderful. But the serendipity of me turning on my Instagram <laughs> and finding a message saying you're going to be on... It's Talk a play within a play, Judy. Right? Yeah, it, I know. It's, it, it, these things happen and we wonder, coincidence it. or something more? I love it. Judy, That's thank perfect. you so much for calling okay, in. Okay, thank you. Great show. Thank you. It was a delight. Let's go to Jerry and Fergus. Hi, Jerry. You have a story? Yes, I do. Um, I'm 70 years old. And in 1996, I, I was involved in farming all my life. 19, in 1996... My family, my children, my my wife, uh, we, we went to Calgary Stampede, and being in agriculture, uh, we were interested in uh, cattle. So there was a, a photographer taking pictures of the cattle, the prize cattle, and the horses. His name was Walter Browarney, and I knew of Walter. He, and I said to my kids and my wife, there's Walter Browarney. He's the top uh, photographer in North America for, for doing livestock photography. Eight years later, under connections that I had, I was working for Walter. He was looking for somebody from Ontario that was familiar with horses and cattle. They hired me. He trained me. He became my mentor. He became a close friend. He was 20 years older than me. Um, and I told him this story after eight years, and he, and he was really amazed that that happened. That changed my whole life after that. I, I, I got in. I was in. I got into the livestock photography. He gave me contacts in the West, in Saskatchewan, and today I'm 
I'm building, I build furniture from material from Saskatchewan. The interesting thing is, just the other day on Friday, I was at a doctor's office. I open up a magazine, and I said, "This is kind of an interesting magazine." There, they, um, it, it was a, a lifestyle magazine, furniture, etc. And I took down the address, and on my way home, I stopped at a friend's at his woodworking shop, and I and I showed him this address in the name of this book, this magazine. He says, my mother's the writer of that magazine. Oh, see, <laughs> these things, amazing. Great yeah. stories, yes. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing, Jerry. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Well, since we have a few more minutes here before we wrap up the segment, the whole connection between summertime and serendipity, mm-hmm. Nina. Yeah. So, again, the whole idea of, of, of setting a, a, aside some time to be in nature, I think we're much more likely to be out in nature uh, in the better weather than we are when we're hunkering down in the winter and wishing for spring and summer and fall, right? Um, so take advantage of this beautiful weather, this this fabulous week that's about to come up weather-wise and the, even last weekend, uh, to to sit still, to get still, to wait to, to, I love the expression, I just came across it just recently, about purposefully decide where you're placing your gaze. Where are you placing your gaze? Because where you place your gaze can be an, an attractive um, experience for you. It can attract uh, opportunity, including serendipity. Uh, be the first to reach out. I talked about that. Try your hardest to stay calm because it's hard to be open to serendipitous opportunities and see things around you if uh, you're holding a lot of stress or if you're quick to anger all the time because that's very consuming emotionally. And and so therefore, there may be things floating around all the time that, that could be serendipitous, but you're going to miss them. Uh, Keep an open heart. I know some people say, oh, if you're too trusting, you're going to uh, have people use it against you. Well, maybe so, Jane. But I think that there are more advantages to keeping an open heart and keeping a trusting heart. And and just, you can almost do it with your arms. Just keep your, your body language open. Keep your mindset open. And, and things will be attracted to you. Uh, and another thing that I think is helpful to do is to take a good long look, a contemplative look at your strengths, at your weaknesses, your personality, your behavior, because knowing yourself, getting greater clarity about who you are, I think goes hand in hand with being available to serendipity. Mm. And one last thing that I started doing was... Uh, keeping a serendipity journal. I do every time another wild and crazy gob smacking moment happens, this unbelievable small world story. I write a little uh, paragraph about it. Mm-hmm. I've got so many of them. You I, do. I, I have about a hundred. And I, one day I could sew them together in a fun book. I think you should right? do that. Yeah. You're about due. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> It'll have to get into three or four volumes. But the point is, we all have them. I'm not special. 
everybody has their opportunities to be attracted to or to be part of a serendipitous story. You got to watch for them and be ready for them. And how, you know, just before we wrap up here, Nina, how does serendipity enrich your life? First of all, being open to it and then having it happen. How does that sort of transform your mood or your perspective or your view on life? Mm -hmm. Well, I think most of us have regular days, just another chop wood, carry water kind of day. Another day. Yeah, exactly. You think to yourself, what did I do yesterday? Well, it was so unspecial. I can't even remember. Right. Uh, When you have a serendipitous opportunity, it's the cherry on top of your day. It's the story that you're telling everybody. It's the story you bring to the dinner table. Guess what happened to me today? It's it's one of those kind of days. Guess what happened to me today? Those are the best days. And those are the best days. Yeah. And the ripple effect, the residue from it can go on for a day or two or more. And like Judy with uh, um, a 20-year friendship uh, uh, or a two-year radio opportunity, the ripple effect from one of those delightful moments, just a teeny-weeny moment in time can have this wonderful ripple effect that, of course, we know chemically will charge you with endorphins, will will charge you with your dopamine hit. It, it's an elation. And any time that we can have opportunities that help to elate, as Martha Stewart would say, that's a good thing. It is. NinaSpencer.com. Yes. For more information about our author and keynote speaker today and friend of Zoomer Radio. And she's a bang up face the music contestant, too, I might add. (laughs) I love face the music. It's my favorite, favorite. You never never miss it. (laughs) I don't. I love it. Nina, thank you for coming in. My pleasure. Nina Spencer. You can look her up online, NinaSpencer.com. And she'll be back once in a while. She'll drop in and offer us some uh, motivation motivational thoughts and thoughts to enhance our life. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.